So, Zuzana, are you doing like, are you becoming a gamer? Are you streaming now with your <laughs> awesome headset? <laughs> no. <laughs> actually quite uncomfortable but i already had it set up so i just keep going with it now i'm recording another linkedin course and they send send me this uh headset mm. oh, interesting. Stuff. and i wanted to set it up today and it was a lot of pain so now that it's set up i'm not removing it i'm gonna sleep with it i'm not changing <laughs> the position of the mic okay okay very difficult to set up i mean it's not difficult when you know what you're doing but i don't know what i'm doing and like i've got this book that box that has lots of flashing little lights and I don't know what it means. They take this really seriously. I'm surprised they don't just ship you some software, but they send you like a an audio Actual. recording bit of hardware yeah. as USB well as the headset. Pre to sound device. I don't oh, know. because they're giving you a a mic that has like XLR. You're asking me. I don't. Know. I don't know. It has- they gave you a mic that's not USB. Is that right? Yes. I'll show you. I hope yeah. if I lift it up, it won't disconnect stuff. But it's like yeah. this and oh, this. Yeah, there yeah, it is. yeah. They give yeah, they give you an XLR mic. Wow! So they just didn't ship you. I feel like sh- I mean, they, I'm sure they have their own standards for quality, right? That's kind of like what they're doing. Yeah, but is boy, it a good quality? Is. What I've got? Oh, it's lots of cables and really heavy. Those chunky, chunky cables. It's not comfortable. So can you talk about your course? Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I am making a Laravel and React course. So I've uh, mostly done now. That's exciting. Uh, now yeah. I just, to, just have to record it. But LinkedIn has uh, this whole process where you have to have everything kind of approved before you go to the next uh, part of the preparation. So you have to prepare the overview of what the course is going to be about and like a plan for every video and then you have to write scripts and these have to be approved and only then you can go on to start recording so quite a few steps and so is that like are you proposing it or are they recruiting people to do a course for them like who's pushing the process um well this is my fifth one so uh by this point they kind of know that i can do it and they Mm -hmm. ask if i have an idea or if i have an idea i go to them Uh, at the beginning i don't even know how i got started with it i think somebody it like as everything else does it started on twitter Mm -hmm. (laughs) like one day on twitter i was approached by this person and i was so it honestly started on twitter and at first i thought it was a scam i was like linkedin well but it's a it's a real thing real people i like how you saw linkedin and your first thought was this is a scam this is (laughs) sort of email i was like no i'm just kidding like these People, uh, you know, have to be careful yeah. with emails these days. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is my fifth one. So by, by this point, they call me an experienced course creator. I'm not experienced, but. Uh, that sounds pretty I mean, special. you're on your fifth one. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be pretty, like, I would think you're you're among the top quarter of LinkedIn course producers if you've done five. You think? I never, I don't know. I've never looked at how many people do on average. I, I don't even know how, like, well, you can search by author, I'm sure, but I have never done yeah. it. So, I don't know. The best one, so I've done four previously. The best one is the, my very first one. I, I call it the beginner's luck because my very first one was about Laravel and Laravel APIs, so building APIs in Laravel. Mm. And that one has done so well. This has got, I think, like 12 or 13 people. 13,000, not 13, 13,000 people on it. So this one awesome. uh, has done really well. I think it's got like 4.7 stars out of five. Wow, look at you. I have to say. <laughs> uh, but the other three, because they were more niched, so there was two on Statamic and one on Jigsaw. So they were, those were much more niche, so they don't have as many people. And this one will be Laravel React. So we will see if it's going to be popular as well. How are you enjoying React? Kind of, yeah. What's your hot take on, on React? I like it now. Yeah. The thing about making courses that this is what I enjoy is that in order to explain it well, you kind of need to understand it well. And I struggle with understanding things in a standard way. Like just reading documentation for me, it I, I, it doesn't work. I need to then have it like translated into simple words. And I don't know why, if it's just, just how my brain works or if it's because uh, being like a non-native speaker, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I find it difficult to just learn. Like some people will read an article and they get it. I, I will not get it. So the way I 
do these courses, and maybe that's why at least the first one was quite popular or is quite popular, is that I'm trying to explain it so that I understand mm -hmm. it first and foremost and because yeah. so it takes quite a lot of effort but because of that by the end of the course i personally understand the topic mm -hmm. really well so i started with knowing react like eh, you know i've used it okay but now and even though the course isn't about react it's not like advanced react it's really about using react and laravel together and then inertia as well so it's not about doing really fun things with react no but even the basics now i know really well mm -hmm. I may not even have covered it in the course, but in order to write the script, I had to understand it myself. And I think, like honestly, going back to uh, the basics and the fundamentals, it's the most important. Because every time you go back and you think, oh, I already know this, and then you find something new, whether it's React or PHP, HTML, mm -hmm. everything. Everything where I personally think, oh, I don't need the basics now. I have moved on. And then I read about the basics. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. So I like. I like doing the beginners courses because it teaches me mm -hmm. so much. I find that like that humbling yeah. experience of, oh, I guess I don't really know how that works. When you start mm. explaining something to someone, it's, mm. it's a good thing to have. Uh, it's a good reminder that you need to go back and, and cover those basics. And also it just forces you to learn them. Um, if you can't explain it, you probably yeah. don't really understand it yet. I like that perspective. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, it's only surprising how much I realize how much I don't know when I'm trying to, because although I don't have to say these things in the script, like the script cannot be totally detailed. Like I will jump over many things, but I need to know mm -hmm. myself because then I feel, what if somebody asks me this and I won't be able to answer? So I, I probably do go into too much depth and detail in my own head, in my own preparation. Well, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. How long do you think this course will be it's, when you're done recording? Uh, so when I so the recording should take about a week. Well, it depends how much time I spend on it every day. I think there will be thirty-three videos. Thirty-three, as far as I know. That's oh, wow. So it might be a little bit longer, <laughs> but like LinkedIn doesn't like videos to be too long. Mm. So actually, there, there might be sure. few more videos because some of the scripts are quite long. But I won't know until I go through it. Um, so my longest one, the API, well, not longer. Was it long, possibly the longest? The API one. Well, all of the other four are about 25 videos each, give and take. So this mm -hmm. one is the longest. So after I finish recording, which will hopefully take a week, possibly two, maybe three. No, <laughs> it will go off to post-production and then they do their magic. And this is what I like about LinkedIn because I don't have to worry about any of like editing and all that stuff. I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about it at yeah. all. I'll just do my bit. And even when I'm recording, if I mess up, I don't pause. I don't start over. I just say rephrase and pick it up from where I messed up. So and the, they end up having like a 20 minute video that they will cut down into like five minute video. Eventually, I do not envy their jobs, whoever is doing it. And they do all the graphics. I don't have to do that's any awesome. of that. And that's interesting. So even though yeah, I will, hope, I'm hoping to finish by the end of January, my part and then I don't know how long the post-production takes. So your job is pitching the topic, researching the topic, writing yeah. scripts, yeah. recording it, yeah. and then they take it yeah. from there. That's great. Yes. Yeah, I like it. And I, I, I like writing the script. It's funny. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do. And I, once I finish this, the course, I'll be like, oh, never again. It's so much work. And it is a lot of work. You, the end you've especially. forgotten how much work but it then, was now. So you're, you're gaming no, it. No, every single time. Every, if you ask my friends, they'll tell you every time when I'm in the middle of the course, they're like, I'm never doing it again. It's so much work. <laughs> it's just so time consuming. And give me a few months off and I'm like, oh, I'm do doing that. it again. Yep. It's, it's fun. It is fun. It's like having kids, basically. You just have to wait long enough. To yeah, you forget what it's like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. about me. How are you? Today? No, no. We love to talk about Susanna. Oh. Um, I was just thinking, I was looking back at my calendar. I was like, when was the last time when we recorded? When was the last time we recorded? Three, four weeks ago? I think it was just before I went on my little my little right. holiday, my little vacation. Yes. All right. Do it you was. want to kick off some Why weather reports from, was it California you went to or Florida? <laughs> I was in California where, you know, I, I got my- Oh, wow. I got my, my Wearing the merch. Here, now, is that one copyrighted or is Wearing that one- merch. Is that post or pre? This is okay. still copyrighted. So you can't yeah. rip that one up. This, yeah, this is still copyrighted. Placement. You, they should pay you. You've just done a product placement on, on a very oh, I should be a Disney influencer. I could be one of those people. They are everywhere. <laughs> they are everywhere now. Everybody, Especially at Disneyland. 
<clears throat> and that's what I mean when you go there. It's like, oh wow, they mm. are, yeah. Um, but uh, but the weather was. Uh, this is how they get you, right? Because if you're like out of state, you're like Southern California, and then you get there and you're like, it's 50 degrees at night. I need yeah. like sweatshirts. I'm old. I, I'm cold. You know, like I need I need layers. No, like, normally, Dave, I wouldn't. I brought ask of some sweatshirts and everything. They paid for their clothing. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you right now. Oh, that's a good how question. much did that buying a yeah. Disney sweatshirt at Disneyland cost you? You want? Should we do a price prices right round where the two of <laughs> yeah. you try to? What do you think? Try to guess. <laughs> so this is a crew neck. I, crew neck. I have no idea. It's, how a, it's a gray. Disney. We model it here. It's a crew neck. Nice uh, gray, gray classic sweatshirt. It's got Disney Disneyland on it yep. here. You know. Um, what do you think, Susanna? I don't know. Fifty dollars, forty nine ninety nine. I'm going to win this Dollar. for sure. <laughs> You I'm are? guess that thing ran you. <laughs> well, Ben's gonna guess fifty dollars because well, he's gonna do, do prices right rules. But... but I'm gonna guess that thing was at least eighty bucks. No, I think it was like sixty-five. Seriously, in that range, that's not as bad as I thought. That's Listen, when you—that's not even like pro shop. Once you start for once you oh pro shop right, it's it's the same concept right. Like once you once you're there, first of all, it's it's this it's this incredible cycle where you see everybody wearing mm. Disney merch, and your first day there, you're like. What do I need this for? But then by your second, your third day, you're like, you know, you know, it's not that bad. <sighs> it's not that bad. I kind of know. Maybe I could, <laughs> maybe I could pull off a set of mouse ears next time. <laughs> next time. Yes. <laughs> what was really interesting about, so the weather was, uh, yeah. So the weather was lovely. Um, you know, it was, uh, it's amazing to go to a Disney park when it's not mm. humid. Uh, it turns out that is the big weakness of Disney world in Florida is uh, even when the weather is like, not that bad. It's still humid. So if you go at any time when there's any amount of heat, and plus the parks in, in Florida are much bigger. So you're walking around and by like lunchtime, you're just like, I'm I'm sweating. I'm baking. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. I have got to get sweat, out of the sun. Sweatshirt. Whereas like, I'm not a sweatshirt. Absolutely not. You're like, it, I mean, well, the thing is, it's like, you know, it affects every part of it, right? You're less tired, but also like things like uh, at Disney World, they have two different sort of classes of restaurants, right? They have what they call quick service, which are like you sort of go up, you order, and then you find a seat somewhere, sometimes indoors, sometimes outdoors, but it's uh, it's a bit more casual. And they have sort of sit down dining, right? Always typically a little more expensive, a little nicer, like someone's actually waiting on you, right? Um, so at Disney World, uh, the sit down dining experiences are coveted because that means you're getting mm. air conditioning, which mm-hmm. in Florida- is like, you know, you've been sitting there, you've been, you've been running around a big theme park all day. You're like, I need to get inside right now. Whereas Disneyland, it's like, you know, it's typical Southern California. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of mm-hmm. indoors, outdoors. Like, you know, it's 70 degrees out right now with, with no humidity. So sit wherever, doesn't matter. So it just changes everything about how you do the parks and everything else. But no, we had a great time, uh, great weather. Um, you know, um, very unhurried, I would say. Like uh, another difference is like when you go to Disney World. For some people, first of all, you just get more East Coast people. We're uptight. We are uh, planners. We're Type A. We're insane. Just the entire um, coast, Californians. Yeah, it's true. I mean, especially in my part, right? The neur- the 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 neurotic behavior is clustered in the greater tri-state area. I mean, it's got to um, be some culture shock to go to California. But, like, could you draw two more it, extremes in that personality spectrum? When you get off the plane at, at Long Beach and the weather's so nice, they don't even have like a proper jetway. You just like go down the steps and now you're just walking mm. out in the sunshine. They don't even worry about bad weather there. So like the terminal is like half indoors, mm-hmm. half outdoors. Um, there's palm trees. You step out when you, <laughs> considering we were like, we went from Connecticut to Chicago and then Chicago to Long Beach in December, that Chicago to Long Beach difference, you're just like, you're looking around, you're yeah. like, what, where, huh? And of course I did the thing everybody does. I'm there for 90 seconds and i was like why don't i live here what am i doing with my life (laughs) what have i what have i done um so lovely weather highly recommended if you are battling the cold um it's tempting to go to florida i know that first of all it's florida okay i want to hear all of the florida go to california do they tell me well i mean first of all Mm -hmm. humidity right the humidity but no uh, so specifically with disney right people treat disney world like it is a for for many folks, it's like a what not one if not once in a lifetime, like once in a sort of every so often. So there is a lot of mm-hmm. stress to have the right. perfect day. Everything's planned, every, you know, and and that plus like the scope and size of the parks, which are just so much bigger, it becomes this daunting. It's like okay, we got to go here, then we got to this, this, 
first of all, California is just more laid back. Secondly, it's more locals there, right? Um, not as many people are flying. Like there are definitely people flying from all over the world, but it's just a lot more people from sort of a drivable mm-hmm. distance. Um, because so they make a big deal out of like, oh, we did this for the holiday season to like switch sure. it up because more, they want to like more entice repeats. locals to come by. Yeah, more repeats, right? It's just a whole different way of kind of doing things. So, um, you know, it wasn't like life or death. It's not like, oh my god, if we don't get on this now, we'll never get on it, and I'll ruin our perfect vacation. I'm, I realize I'm being mean, but truly, that is how like uh, some people come to see their Disney their Disney vacation. And so, um, it was just nice not having that, right? It was just like, okay, we're here. We're gonna see some rides, and it's is easy to walk that, around, and it's great. Is there a lot of kids or a lot of more adults? Would you think it's more for kids or adults or both? Oh, uh, lots of adults. Definitely lots of adults. Is there a difference um, between California not, and Florida in the adult-to-child ratio? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I would say that definitely we... Um, I would say the locals, especially like at nighttime, sort of treat Disneyland like, oh, that's just... We have a pass, so we just go hang out at Disneyland and like go get some food and maybe get on our ride. But they're like just hanging out and, and like going, trying all the like the, the festival booths for different festivals they have. all Like it's just a different kind of like hangout, chill sort of vibe um hmm. so very different very different had a blast it was great highly recommended i liked uh, disneyland was way more uh, i don't know for me i had way more fun in the like four days we were there disney world's uh a blast but it's also and audacious. too many east coasters like, i think we've already established that the people who go there, <laughs> man can you i i don't know if you can have too many east coasters it's like when you get us around other people though like that's when you start running into problems oh, like sure. we don't do well without you know so you're saying you if know, it was 100 um, percent east coasters you're compatible with your own kind but okay mostly yeah we're because we're, we're gonna do we're, we're we're gonna be terse right we're gonna want you to to, to move quickly don't don't lollygag so like, it's not really know. true like that that is difference in attitudes between east coast and west 100%. coast and, oh oh yeah and what about oh, yeah. Middle, middle country yeah. <laughs> west coast is middle i mean especially i would say california even within california right like the bay area is different than southern california but in general hmm. much more relaxed laid back well, chill. i just think that is they've got it easy out there they don't have a hard life they've got <laughs> weather like everything's fine you know well, they, they, they don't they haven't breaks don't they and yeah, yeah you know like they don't have they haven't had the kind of gauntlet that we've had out here that really toughens you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> brutal life in New England. I don't, I don't the know. The brutal life. That. It's either too hot or too cold. I mean, how does any culture develop? I don't know how to explain like why California went off one direction or any, like how many There's subcultures, a... like if you broke the United States down, you'd probably break it down to at least six different regions or so. I was just about to say one of my favorite books okay. ever. It's called American Nations. It's great. Ben, you right, would I'm love this right book. Okay. Actually, Susanna, I think you'd be intrigued by it as well because okay. it's called American Nations. And basically, it first of all, groups American Eleven different parts. Eleven rival it, it regional with, cultures it, it, of North America. Right. Because it's tracking like, oh, when like the Scots-Irish landed, they went to specific places and their descendants went to specific places for specific reasons. And you can even like map that and see. And it, it's interesting because it even really like, if you're like a ignorant northern northerner like me, you sort of go, eh, the South. Boy, the South is complicated. complicated. Okay. Like, you know, North Carolina, Virginia, wildly different than Alabama, Mississippi, wildly different than parts of Texas. Even Texas has like, you know, the difference between Dallas and Houston. That's like just different, like they have different historical patterns, different immigration patterns, like all that stuff. So um, American Nations is a fascinating, uh, fascinating book for sure. I might just love so it. Dave, my question for you. Are you in Yankee Dom? Yeah. Or are you in yes, New I Netherland? Because it seems like I'm you're in, I'm in Yankee just down across for the sure. border. We are. New Netherlands is definitely, that's like the sort of the really like the concentrated, which is even true in Connecticut. Like it's very noticeable. Like there is just a difference in yeah. vibe and all kinds of things between like where I live in Connecticut. And if you drive like an hour Southwest, where all of a sudden you are very much, you are in the yeah. New York metro area. Um, okay. So I just ran into 100%. this two days ago. Uh, I am becoming yeah. a fan of the Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL. Ooh. We have a team in Minnesota. This is, is this a new? Is this new? In Wisconsin. Yeah. You do have, yeah. There's a, I, I think I've seen, um, yeah, I have some relatives who've been to Fantastic. some of the games, actually. So I'm planning to go. Tickets are like yeah. 19 bucks, which way more affordable Excellent. than going to an NHL game. And uh, my sister played yes, college hockey back when it was kind of a oh, great. 
a real hard scrabble sort of sport, <laughs> like to start as a club team at a yeah. small state school. So I've been interested in this for a while, but there's a New York team. And when researching the different mm. teams for this league, I found out that they're actually playing their games in Southwest Connecticut. Yeah. And oh. I wish I knew the name of it. P. I wonder if they're playing at the new... So two options. They could be playing at Bridgeport. They could be playing at the new Sacred Heart University Arena. Those are two obvious answers. There was a minor league women's hockey team playing in Danbury they're at one point. They're playing the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport. Yep. So Bridgeport, uh, I've been to that arena mo- many times. Um, that is also the... Um, and that is also the home of the New York Islanders uh, minor league uh, mm. franchise. So um, definitely a good hockey place. Seats about Hold eight, on, let me nine, check maybe 10,000. So not too big. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I saw 8, Arcade Fire there once. There you go. Yeah, they, uh, they set a record. The Minnesota home opener sold 14,000 tickets uh, at the Excel Energy Whoa, Center. Oh, that's uh, pretty Which good. is where the Wild play. That's and pretty good. that seats 19. Yep. For the NHL, like if you fill the whole bowl and Sounds sell it out. Right. So 14,000 yeah. for the inaugural game That's for really women's good. hockey game is fantastic. It's I didn't realize that they were playing, uh, that there was a, a new pro women's team playing in Bridgeport. Because what I was going to say is uh, typically whenever there's any sort yeah, of like new hockey initiative, everybody always looks at Connecticut because we are still mourning <laughs> the fact that 25 plus years ago we lost the Whalers. And so... They're yep. just like, yeah, we'll go to anything hockey. Like I'm going to a, I'm yep. going to a hockey game tonight. Um, I'm going to another one tomorrow. Um, oh man, we've got to get yeah. Susanna. You know, what else to am I going to do? Game. Oh, that would yes. actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I believe it would be more more action than just baseball. a slight amount. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Of course, Susanna, we take her to this baseball game, <laughs> which was great. Um, and we had, you know, we had like nice seats, but also we were in the outfield. So we're just kind of like, what is like, happening over there? Something going on down there? Like what is <laughs> happening to them? Well, in that particular game, if I remember correctly, had a pitcher who was like, des- if he didn't make it to the pros that- yeah. this season, he was like bound, he was killing not the other team. So it was one of those action. baseball games, yeah. right? Not a lot of offense. You know, it's just the pitchers are just dominating in your leg. Which is pretty lame right. to watch from it's the outfield, <laughs> especially for your first baseball <laughs> really experience. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been better if it was like yeah. 15 to 12. But yeah, exactly. hockey. Man, next exactly. time we meet up in person. Hockey. It's got to be during hockey season oh, somewhere hockey on the East so Coast. And I do know hockey well, because the, the Czech team used to be good. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. good, but they used to be. Definitely used to be good. I think there was a, was it Olympic Games or some sort of thing in the, and like 1997, eight at that point. And the Czechs were hmm. doing really well. And I remember because we got like a time off from oh, school cool. to, watch the, <laughs> to watch the game. It was 1997. What was it? Uh, ish. I mean, I don't know if it was exactly. Yeah, yeah men's ice hockey world championship. See, there you go. And did we win? I can't remember. Yeah, we won. Oh, look at you! Hey. I'm telling you, <laughs> we got time of school to watch the game. Olympics and yeah. three straight so gold medals about, at the world championships hockey. from '99 to 2001. Was that Nagano oh, dynasty? Yeah. Was '98? Was that Nagano? Uh, it was. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. It's one of those random oh, things just committed to memory. I feel like 90s kids, we were just obsessed with like the Olympics, oh, yeah. like for some reason. I don't know. There was no internet. That's all you had to do. This summer for, oh, for I'm Christmas, so, I know. we gave our 15-year-old yeah, who's a high school swimmer. She is going to the U.S. Olympic swimming trials. And so whoever wins those oh, trials okay. gets to go I, on to the Olympics later in the summer. So. Yeah. Oh, she's not yeah. swimming she's them. Not, I mean, I she it'd be amazing if she part. was. She is a high school swimmer. <laughs> i don't know i thought you start early yeah. don't they oh yeah well yeah but <laughs> uh no she's maybe attending. next time. so they're having at the lucas oil stadium in indianapolis where the the colts football team plays and it's oh. interesting um, when i bought wow, the tickets a, you could see yeah. the seating arrangement they are basically building an olympic-sized swimming pool probably two of them one for warm-ups and one for the mm. for the actual races in one end zone, and then they're selling out, I would guess, about 10,000 tickets on one end of the the stadium bowl, if that oh, makes interesting. sense. Um, interesting. And yeah, all the yeah, way yeah. up to the to the roof. So basically maximizing one end of the stadium. So I was surprised at the number of uh, tickets they're selling. And it's like nine <laughs> days of trials to do all the different swimming events. Oh so it's a lot of people going to watch a lot of Olympic trial events. Wow. Yeah. So we'll be watching the Olympics it's, um... with peculiar interest this summer like seeing some athletes yeah. that that she gets to see in person 
Excellent. I love yeah, no, the, things too. I love Every the time the They're summer, so winter, I don't care. I love to. I love to. And when there was the Olympics in London, was it mm. 2012? Was it? That was the last good thing that happened in the UK, to be honest. <laughs> it was, it was really good. Wow. Like that was before we went <laughs> all crazy and politics gone really wrong. But that was the time when people were proud to be British and then it just went downhill. So anyway, people are proud <laughs> to be British and they hosted the Olympics. That's the last good thing. Yeah. Four years later, David yeah. Bowie dies and everything Press just goes to hell from yeah. 2016 on. Yeah, pretty much. pretty much. I don't know if that was the only bad thing that happened in 2016. <laughs> but well, yeah, we're talking yeah. about well, a few of in, them. Uh, the UK. <laughs> oh, the UK? Sure. I actually looked that up. I thought um, he died in yeah. 2012, which is why it would have been set up, but I still had to go through with it when I mm. saw 2016. Maybe I should have just fib just for the, the joke on the pod. Susanna, you can take the train over to Paris. Okay. I could go over there for the Olympics. I'm, I would probably avoid it. I'm guessing it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I like to watch it on TV. Like, I'm not into crowds like that. Mm. And I would just keep thinking, oh, what if somebody... Well, okay, I wouldn't probably go alone. You would have to take at least one child. And then what if they need toilet? And what if they are hungry? You yeah, know, it's kids. just... you. It's not oh, as fun. With the food because and you, the toilets. You have to think about these <sighs> things. everything. Yeah, but then you think of the cues and like, oh no, they can't hold it for too long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so whatever time you go to big event, it's not as for much. Sure. Yeah, so when you go on TV, you can have your snacks and you can put your feet up and you can go to the toilet whenever you want. So <laughs> why would you want and to it, go? I to actually think that watching I mean, I know. sports <laughs> on TV is almost a universally better experience. You think? Almost always. There it's are, certainly a very different kind sports. of experience. You're much more aware of what's happening yeah. when you're seeing it on your TV, for sure. You have more context for what's happening. Because you've got a commentary. People tell you mm -hmm. what's going on when you don't really know or see. Because I don't think people see really well. Like there's so many people sitting in the stadium and there are those, let's say like in the Summer Olympics and they do the running. Uh, oh yeah, you only you can only see like yeah. one little part. Exactly. That you might don't be really see much. That so. or like golf, I guess. Like I can't imagine going to a huge golf, golf tournament is hard. and yeah. seeing people play in one we, hole we or like a, one oh. end of one hole. We have a, no thanks. We have a PGA tournament, uh, like I don't know, twenty minutes from my house every year, and I, you know, every time it comes around, people are all excited and oh, we're gonna go. We got tickets. We're doing this and that. And I'm like, no. no like, first of all, who who wants to play golf in Connecticut in let's say July or August? It's so hot and swampy. I'm like, Again absolutely the not. Terrible no. humidity, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> Enough. I think Wimbledon would be good because there you, oh, you see it yeah. closely. That I would one day would like to see, to experience Wimbledon. How hard is that to and get I did to see? What's the name of the big, I've like the, the premier tournament they have there? Is it just called Wimbledon? Yeah, I think so. Plus, I know nothing about tennis, by the way. Let me just they put it, it out there. <laughs> it's not that I'm into the sport. I just want to experience it. And from like a sport, I think Wimbledon might be the easiest one. Hmm. to. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. How hard is it to get a Wimbledon ticket? You have to, um, let's see, there's a, a public ballot. It sounds extremely where British. You public enter to get a ticket. I know we would never call it a get ballot in the here. US. Um, so you can enter and then you're placed into a draw. And then there are other options, they say, including the queue, also. Which is different British. than the public ballot? Uh, <laughs> that's right. The public ballot is like, Everybody gets it. Like you, basically, you everybody puts their name in. Who wants it? And then they do a draw. I think the queue is probably some sort of like first yeah. come, first serve at a certain. So the point first one's now. a lottery. I'm curious about these prices. Oh, you know, these I bet they're prices, not too bad. These but getting bad. one is the problem. How much is it? Right. So, like uh, on the last day, which I assume is the championship day, right? Because uh, the prices keep going up. Fine. On the very last day, the very best seats. 275 pounds what? each. Oh, that's that's nothing. That's cheap. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. That doesn't sound, I know that doesn't sound possible. Uh, do you think they've cracked down on yeah. the secondary market? Because I feel like that should be about 10 times that price. Take a lesson. Learn. It's from hard us. to do that. America. It's hard to crack down on the secondary market, right? I mean, I have no idea. Don't know huh. how they, but one day maybe that would be. All right, Susanna, next, next time it yes. comes around, we're going to record live. You're going to be standing in the queue. <laughs> With your public ballot in hand, and then you're going to report how, how yeah. the last day of Wimbledon goes. Yes, how many toilets there were? Were yeah. there any queues to? How inconvenient! What was the humidity level? We got to know that too. Did they have any cheese? That's an interesting bet. Could Probably. you get cheese at Wimbledon? However, 
typically you will get what's called eaten mess. Oh what's you your that eaten in mess? Like past eaten mess. Mess. How many words is that? Two. Eaten. eaten like okay. the place eaten. or oh, I like I eaten. ate it and now it's eaten. I didn't know if it was like a very, like a US way of saying would be like eaten mess. Like E-A-T space exactly. and yeah, apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eaten mess. <laughs> no, eaten as an E-T-O-N. I like the place name. Eaten mess. Okay. So it's strawberries and meringue and uh, double cream, and it's all very summery. Double cream, okay. Dessert. Oh, I'm looking at these at these prices. These all look really. Oh, you know what? They have a ham and brie. Okay, there's your sourdough cheese. Sourdough baguette, okay. right? So a little bit of cheese. 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 Oh, hold on. What? In... No, no, no. What's, what's um, <laughs> a tuna and cheese toasty. Toasty. Oh, yeah. Is that like a well, grilled cheese? Is that like a grilled cheese? I don't think so. From what I understand, what a grilled cheese is, I think that's what those tuna. Is. Yeah, and cheese. All right, I yeah. Have you never had this? married to someone who I won't uh, identify oh, for her? Oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she puts cheese on her tuna, and it's it's okay. yeah, then she it's broils really nice. it and melts it, which. Oh, that's very British. That feels very what British. Is uh, like what is it's broiling? using the top burner in your oven. At a oh, pretty okay. intense heat. So it's like to bubble up some yeah. cheese or something like that. Yeah. And it's not my favorite. Yeah. I like cold tuna, but I can see a tuna and cheese toasty. By the way, that seems like an Australian yeah. name US, for British food, like calling it a toasty. You can do like a panini as well. And you put like a and, cheese, yeah. cheese and tuna panini and then you yeah. stick it I in the grill. I think in America, we would call that a tuna yeah. melt. Yeah. What else would you expect in a tuna okay. melt? Wet, cold tomatoes, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> God, you're just anti-tomato. At <laughs> all? Actually, or just I hot take that back. I like a good BLT, but I like what I like is the contrast See? in temperatures. So I want hot, like warm toast, hot bacon, cold tomatoes. But then when you start throwing something yeah, in a panini press one. and everything evens out, and it's all oh, like, no, you can't, and it gets yeah, mushy. That's what I'm against. No, I don't no, want no. tomatoes that are warmed up. <laughs> that's why you throw the line. I am not having that. Eaten right. mess. That when you describe it, it sounds good. They just need to rebrand that sure. stat. Yeah, I do wonder where the name came. By the way, from. we have know. a regional food to talk <laughs> about. Mess. Oh, oh liver yes. mush. That, do we? Twitter account is Thanks amazing. Thanks to a friend of the pod, oh, Eric boy. Barnes, a yeah, southern man. gentleman, if there ever was one. So we've had <laughs> conversations about regional food. Thanks to the the tendencies in this podcast and our listeners. Sure. And he brought out one of the more regional, regional foods, I'd say. Like, that's a Hall of Fame regional food. And liver mush is a North Carolina thing, mostly North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's some right. kind of like liver meatloaf. It looks like he took a uh -huh. slice off a hunk of spam and then pan fried it uh -huh. and ate it with a healthy portion of yellow mustard. But Eric also walked us through putting this on a sandwich with cheese i think he said which to me seems like the preferred way to do this like you could use this as a protein in your sandwich and i'm on i'm on board with that but you basically mm -hmm. fry up this brick of liver something or other oh uh, do you want yes, to know what's in I mean, it we have to it, i think it hasn't seen animal for a long long while has it it's <laughs> so it is um it is a pork food product, food product. that Lovely. is my best it is um <laughs> It is made of uh, pig liver, parts of pig heads, such as oh. snouts and ears, oh, no. cornmeal, and seasonings. I feel like they could eliminate <sighs> one of those ingredients. <laughs> the corn? <laughs> it's it got corn! corn in it. Of course it has corn. corn in it. Oh, man. Oh, there's an, there's an annual liver mush exposition in what? Shelby, right. North Carolina. Wow. Susanna. Do they have a minor league <laughs> hockey team know. nearby? Yeah. Shelbyville? Uh, <laughs> is that where that <laughs> yeah, Shelby, Shelby, North Carolina. Oh, so this makes sense. So if you look on, on this is a, another edition yeah. of Dave Reed's Wikipedia. Um, liver mush uh, derives from Scrapple, which right, totally makes sense. That was the other what connection. Other people or, know about Scrapple. What okay. Yeah. What is that? Scrapple is pork scraps and trimmings combined with corn. I feel like trimmings is doing a so lot of work. There. If the liver mush had said trimmings <laughs> instead of parts of pork heads snouts and ears i would have just breathed right <laughs> past trimmings because that could be a prime cut trimmings yeah put it in there but snouts no 
<laughs> I mean, ah. let's just say yeah, that's boy. one of the things I would would never like. Even when you look at what a salami made of, you know, they only put all the rubbish bits in the salami and they grind it up. And so, I mean, I guess you can have a healthier, more pure salami. But most of oh, the salami, is I never salami. need to know what's yeah, in I, salami. I do, but you don't want to know what's inside. Exactly. Exactly. Once you do, you're like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Another thing eat I shouldn't that. eat. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel about liver mush. Even if it wasn't made of pork, I don't think it's the it's the ears and this. Oh, no. Like the no. see now that you know, you're never gonna have it. Definitely. Yeah. Like the eating so mess. We, we need it just to hope needs, that like any food that ends in mush needs a branding assist <laughs> right there. But I have Google, I've checked eating mess origins on Wikipedia, and it does say the word mess may refer to the appearance of the dish or may be used in a sense of a quantity of food, particularly a prepared dish of soft food. So I it's think it's the first part, yeah, the appearance of the dish. It's a it's mess. A mess. It tastes and yet, really good, I have to say. And that. yet it looks like the diff that they could, like <laughs> the British folks were like, oh my God, look at this mess. And it's. And it's I just want to be like, have you seen what we're liver. doing here in America? <laughs> or just in general? <laughs> liver, pork. So Dave, do anything? you have any... Pickles. Uh, do you... So in my family, there's one dish yeah. on Christmas that is Braunschweiger. Yeah. And it's a, like, it's a liverwurst sausage that you mix with like onions oh. and uh, cream cheese and I don't know what else. And it is... Okay. The texture is not great. It tastes good, uh, sure. uh -huh. but there's not a lot going for it other than it's always been on that table right. every single year since you were born. <clears throat> Do you have anything like that in your family where you're like, what? Really? Liver? Do we really need liver? Why do you it's next to that? the pickled herrings, by the so, way. So my, so growing up, my dad always wanted liver around because his mom would do that, you know, actually just right, cook liver, which we, yeah. so we never really had. I feel like growing up, I had really just the like most stereotypical white bread yeah. literally white bread like version of eating like i grew up on like basically like if you could get it in a box from the grocery store that's typically what we ate like there was nothing like that but now being in marissa's family there is of course mm. lutefisk which my grand my, my grandma my mother-in-law does like to have around what does it mean, have it around? I'm you said your dad likes to have liver around, and then your your no, mother in law likes yeah. to have lutefisk around. You know, like, feel like sometimes, sometimes you sometimes you just want to be like, I'm in the mood for something. You know, like because sometimes because if you have to put thought into it, you got to plan, yeah. you got to get You're it. You're never going to have liver. Can I just ask, what is this L lutefisk. thing you just said, ludo something? Lutefisk. Yeah. Get it, Dave. <laughs> You're. <laughs> well, you're, you're, I mean, I was going to say, you're not just Wisconsin adjacent. Yeah, this you is are, right in my wheelhouse, like, except I'm in the, the wrong of kind Wisconsin. of Wisconsin. It really is. Uh, that's more a, isn't that a Norwegian thing? It's totally a Norwegian thing, but it's a, it's actually specifically like a Norwegian American thing. When, when I, my, me, my wife, my in-laws are going to Norway uh, this year. And my mother-in-law was saddened to learn that they don't really eat mm. fisk in Norway. <laughs> um, How to spell so, it? So at least not anymore. Uh, L-U-T-E. F-I-S-K. So it is uh, a dried fish, typically cod. Can I actually jump to um, the description is... of it first, just to get Susanna's reaction? Sure. It quote, <laughs> the fish it. takes on a gelatinous texture after being rehydrated for days prior to eating. Mm -hmm. So if you like <laughs> your fish gelatinous, might I suggest lutefisk. Have yeah. you had it, Dave? I don't think I've no. ever had it. I'll try pretty much anything once, but I haven't. I don't even know if I've been in the same room as Ludafisk. I like fish. I think I would give it a go. I mean, if we, I'll tell you what, like when we're in Norway, if someplace has Ludafisk, I feel like I yeah, kind of sure. have to try it. Yeah. For sure. Like, you know, I'm sure I'll have lefts. Uh, like we're going to, you know, there's going to be stuff where it's just like, all right, we're here. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have the, the Norwegian food. But Would you eat the, the rotten, rotten shark dish or whatever, whatever that is? That's like in a tin, it smells... Like you can barely stand to be around it. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't have to find don't, it. But just and, and you're not selling it. Then. You're really not hmm. selling it. <laughs> you're like rotten fish, sure yeah. shark, whatever. I was like, no. I'm. I think it's shark. Uh, you know the Twitter account one of you shared. Who shared it? Dave. Dave? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, regional yeah. American. Regional, I yeah. think it will probably be there. And it was very educational. I have to say. What's it called? <laughs> That's where I learned the term coolicle. Is that my saying it right? 
the pickled pickles in oh. Kool-Aid. <laughs> Where oh, was that God. from again? I didn't <laughs> share that. I don't know, but Kool-Aid. Yeah, really those like pickles it. were bright cherry red, like maraschino cherry red. I wonder what they taste like. Yeah. So do you yeah. think they just like open up a jar of pickles and dump in a packet of Kool-Aid powder and then let it <laughs> marinate for a while? Oh, I would assume so. Does Kool-Aid have any flavor or is it just It has the flavor, but then you add sugar as well. So it would be like kind of a straight cherry flavor. Cherry pickles. So cherry flavor. I did pickles. find the rotten shark dish and uh, it's okay. Icelandic. It's thing. I don't know okay. how to say it. It's Hakari, maybe. It's made from Greenland shark that's been fermented and dried for several months. It has a strong ammonia smell and taste and is considered an acquired taste. I thought it was Scandinavian. It's Icelandic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, it's not it's rotten. Okay. It's just, you know, it's just fermented. Lying that's around. All. Yeah. Acquired taste. I feel like I want to try everything that's acquired taste, as long as it's not like really <laughs> disgusting. Like I won't eat pig snout or anything that you might that. accidentally get some but... pig snout when you're having your your liver mush, though. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I would probably try. I would like to try a lot of things. And now I regret that when we were in Nashville, I didn't try the hot chicken there because I didn't the right. Nashville hot oh yeah thing i mean i had the chicken i just didn't went didn't go for the right. hot, hot one because i was should have done it your very then, last you know, day yeah well but then before traveling i don't know that's the thing if i if i stayed for two weeks i would have but being there for less than a week i really had to be careful what you know i will ingest <laughs> but i regret it now i wish i did there are i was just i've been looking up lists like various lists of regional mm. dishes in the u.s <laughs> Um, cause I, I've been lucky enough to live in various places around the country. So I'm like looking at the, some of these, I'm like, these aren't regional. I'm like, wait right. a minute. Are they regional? Have maybe they... <laughs> or maybe just that one place we lived. I don't know about everywhere. Got any yeah, some of these, I was like, clams, ca- clams casino I've is not a regional food, casino. is it? What is clam? Is this a like clams on pizza? Hold on clams on Can you pizza? give us the quick rundown? It's... Where have you lived? And then we have to decide where this dish was. This sounds sure. very mid-Atlantic. <laughs> sure. Sure. I've uh, okay. I've lived in upstate New York. I've lived in California. I've lived in North Carolina. I've lived in New Jersey. I've lived in Oklahoma. Uh, and I've lived in Connecticut. And my parents have lived also in Utah. Yeah. So I okay. have lots of exposure to lots of different places Oof. there. This has got to um, be this has got to be North casino. Carolina or New Jersey. No, it's a, it's a New England thing. It's a clam uh, served on a, on a half of a clamshell, right? And then you top it with like breadcrumbs and crumbled. And bread. then do you like roast the breadcrumbs or is it? Like, is there some crunch there? Yeah, you, you, bro- it. Okay. you broil it. Yeah, you broil okay, it. Okay, first off, rude of you to say, oh, the food from the place I live. So here I'm thinking it's somewhere deep in your in your past. No, it's where you live right now. Okay, thanks a lot, nutmegger. Where I live in. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> thanks. Clams Casino. That sounds good. I'd, I'd have that. It is, yeah. Yeah, and of course, we have, you can get you can go to some pizza places, get a Clams Casino oh, yeah. pizza, right? You well, I knew that it was all coming together. Pizza. That, that's not surprising at all. That's right. <laughs> Got any other regional? Uh, sure. How about uh, how about funeral potatoes? Oh, that feels universal. I feel like funeral potatoes is something that every <laughs> culture has because potatoes are so broadly distributed, but they're different mm. everywhere. So, what's a funeral potato in Oklahoma? What does it mean funeral? Just tell me. It's funeral potato is a Utah thing. It's weird. It's like hash browns and butter and like cream of chicken soup and sour cream and cheese oh. and it's like a casserole that is like baked and it is so okay, we like, just call these is, cheesy potatoes very, in our family why do you call well, it funeral a- <laughs> potatoes is it because it kills you or because this is what people because you can make you can funerals. buy a bag of 20 pounds of hash you, browns you can- <laughs> and four pounds of cheese and a box of cornflakes and you can make a gigantic cornflakes you know, yeah it has corn yeah yeah i think oh yeah you gotta have cornflakes yeah i think ben's offended that another culture has something that right. they're calling another name but he knows <laughs> it's a casserole he's like that's a casserole <laughs> that's being brought to a church you can't you can't it's lie a to hot me dish or a casserole yeah it's a hot do you my uh my my father-in-law loves to tease that he's gonna make us potato chip hot dish and for a long time I thought that he was kidding. And then I realized one yeah. day, no, he's not. He will make potato chip hot dish, which involves tuna and actual potato chips. I've had hot know. dishes with it's really like, like ruffles chips 
on top. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's probably in that same line. I yeah. mean, you just take the ingredients and you mix them up in a new way, and you've got a fresh recipe. That's and then yeah, that's right. You put it in, put it in a casserole dish. I don't is casserole like a, a definitive American thing? Like there might be mm. different kinds of casserole, but that's very American, right? The idea of a casserole It's like a one pot dish. Everything goes in one pot. How do you define? Everything that? goes in one baking yeah. dish, and then you bake it. It's always okay. hot. And like a nine by thirteen, it's like a nine by thirteen. There's typically some like. It's always, I feel like most of them are gooey in some way. And it's way. almost Cream, always maybe? like a wet texture on the bottom and a dry, probably potato something or other on top. Or cornflakes. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could be cornflakes, yeah. Cornflakes, like the cereal, the breakfast yeah. cereal uh-huh. cornflakes. Tip, huh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one of our family staples is cornflake chicken. It's super easy to make. The kids love it. You basically just bread them How about in you bread it like you, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that that makes sense. I suppose when you, if you beat it into tiny pieces, I just thought like you just put the big I don't know, this is what I struggle with my English. Beat it into tiny pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Grind it. It's Friday evening. You should be happy that I can speak at all, (laughs) basically. (laughs) English is the first thing that Mm. goes when I'm tired. Sorry to take a shot at your your English. That was just a a very clever no, way it of was, describing no, the process. No. And accurate, too. Oh. <laughs> you weren't taking it. It's okay. It's good. People need to know that sometimes I'm like working really hard to think of the words that other times they would come to me easily. I don't know if I ever will be like properly mm. bilingual. I am now, you know what they call bilingual, like bye-bye yeah. lingual, as I got no proper language yep. anymore. Because I feel like English is not, I don't speak English as well as I could and wanted to and i've lost my check as well i mean i can speak and understand but i'm not as fluent as i used to be and i forget words so i kind of feel i'm stuck in the middle there is not a single language where i'm fully right. comfortable in and so i am by like b-e-y that's yes. how we spell by no b-y-e no just spell by <laughs> right in <laughs> english, right. <laughs> in english. B-Y-E. <laughs> B-Y-E. Yeah. b-y-e lingual instead of by b-i lingual anyway that's a joke among non-native speakers that don't have any language left, basically. <laughs> That's all gone, yeah. Susanna, what about a fluffernutter? Uh, Does that sound intru- interesting again, to you? Again, fluffy what? Fluffernutter. <laughs> fluffy nuts? Fluffernutter. Fluff I, I like... can't even begin to <laughs> imagine that. Fluffernutter. <laughs> and I don't... Are you familiar with this, Dave? All weird images come to my... No. Oh, I grew up on it. Love a fluffernutter. Fluffernutter toast, fluffernutter sandwich. Different is it a I'm giving away some of it bread? already here. It's two different things on bread that you put together. It's right there in the name. It's going to be with peanut butter. So it's going to be peanut butter with something. So we've got peanut butter. That's one side. Absolutely. And the marshmallow fluff. No now, see, way. Susanna walked right into it. Really? No way. <laughs> Look at me. I'm learning. <laughs> fluffernutter. Fluffernutter. Okay, I need to say with the American accent, fluffernutter. Fluffernutter. So, yeah. would you like take this to school, like in your lunch? Sure, cold. Yeah, absolutely. Fluffernutter sandwiches, fluffernutter toast, man. Because then you get it like you know, you get the toast and you put the and the, the marshmallow is going to uh-huh. melt a little bit, get nice and warm. Mm. <laughs> Dave, I feel like you need to go to the shop and get some some marshmallow fluff and hit the nostalgia button hungry. here. Oh God, I have listen. I have not. Had fluff in probably twenty years. There's a reason for that. Uh, it's terrible yeah, for you, but that's bad you for you up when you have one great. every twenty years. It's better than cheese. <laughs> sure, I guess. Right, right, right. Well, in the quantities we have cheese, and the frequency we eat cheese, I oh, think you'd tolerate sure. fluff more I'm than cheese. Go for it, man. I, at this point, I don't know. My body having that much pure sugar, I might just like break out. <laughs> Maybe have half of that. Sure. <laughs> On video, we should do that for next time we record. We each have a fluff mm. and a sandwich and see how we react. <laughs> I am certain my kids would love it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Got to gotta be yeah. white bread. Are we talking right? like Wonder and, Bread? Uh, it was typically like the whitest possible. Oh, yeah. Bread. Wonder Bread. Here, big thing of fluff, Wonder Bread, and, yeah. you know, Jiffy, right? What else are you going to have for? I mean, now I have actual like better. You shouldn't have bread, to stir the peanut butter Jiffy, before you right? make a fluff or nutter, just to be clear. That's, uh, I think if you're doing it the old school <laughs> way, that is correct, right? Like my peanut butter, I've got like the little like lid attachment so I can like I'm stir shocked. it around and everything. Okay. But, Growing up, it was just like... Lid attachment. 
What? Yeah. So like, you know, cause natural peanut butter will separate. Yeah. So I've got like this little thing you screw on and then it's got like this little like thing you can turn to, to mix it you all have together. You gadget to mix um, peanut butter for you? We go through a lot of peanut butter. It's a lot of peanut, it's a peanut butter heavy household for sure. So how do you eat it? Like what do you eat it with? Just on a sandwich or yeah. Um, I put it in smoothies all the time. Okay. Um, my wife will, uh, use it like to, you know, little spread on top of some stuff. Peanut butter. I mean, you always need peanut butter. We go yeah. through an incredible amount. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like it, but like, I can't, do you eat it on a spoon? My kids if you're lucky. I mean, I think that's a great, sure. I would just, but isn't if it you like, left me to my own devices, I could just sit there. But it's not know. sweet and it's not salty. It's kind of in the middle and oh, it it, you lose your mouth shut pretty much. You're like, Mwah. and you can't open your mouth. You can't swallow it. <laughs> Maybe I've been having. I'm so a- glad. I'm so <laughs> glad we're not an ASMR podcast. That was. <laughs> That's the end of the run. I was just like, I like the taste of it, but I can't have too much because it's. It's the maybe that's that's why it's good because you can't have too much. Like I can have too much Nutella any day. Like give me Nutella that there's never anything like. Isn't too that much a Nutella. similar texture? Like peanut though? butter. Wouldn't you say Nutella is at no. least as sticky as peanut butter? They're in the ballpark. No, no, I don't think it's a sticky. No, Nutella is. No, I mean, really, if you want us to talk about two things that are like putting fluff in peanut butter together is the stickiest, especially if it warms up. Which is why the the way to make it is one side is peanut butter, one side is fluff, and And then then you you can't get them apart. If you're a kid and it's like a two part of No, you could probably like. I think I, I was just going to say, I think you could probably use it to like, you know, have your sink lay on top of your yeah. countertop properly. If you let that harden, I think it could really. I think though, there's a yin and a yang here because as peanut butter warms up, it becomes less sticky, right? Mm-hmm. It's easier to get off. When fluff sure. warms up, it it's gets well, more that's sticky the, yeah. so that I think your fluff and nutter has to hit some kind of equilibrium where it just stabilizes at a very particular amount of stickiness, regardless of temperature. I think you could also. I'd be curious. Different breads, right? The mm. the it's gonna it's gonna absorb mm-hmm. into different like that Wonder Bread. It's just gonna that Wonder Bread's like a sponge. I bet it just you know absorbs. Good with the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> who knew, who knew peanut butter and fluff were so noisy and Nutella. I know we're over here sounding like my how my if I give my dog peanut butter how my dogs my dogs just sitting there licking her chops. You know she'll be our guest our guest next episode. Oh, <laughs> Just put the microphone right up to her mouth and give her some so peanut butter. Is fluff and nutter a family thing or a regional thing or what? It's a regional thing for sure. It's a it's a northeastern okay. uh, Connecticut thing. I'm sorry, northeastern um, uh, U.S. thing. Fluff yeah, for sure. Nutter. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So interesting. I'm learning. Do you have a favorite brand of peanut butter, Ben? What's uh, your we use Skippy because I'm not pretentious about my oh, peanut butter. Classic. It's they call it. I'm very natural. pretentious. I don't know the difference between like. Oh, that's whatever it. and natural, uh, but no you don't have natural. to stir it. I don't have time to yeah. stir peanut butter. Get out of here. Well, you stir it the once when you when you get there it out, just and then it's not going to separate. You well stir it. It's fine. On the top of the jar, and we buy the two pack of gigantic jars. It's like the most peanut butter you can buy in one transaction without getting like a gallon size institutional <laughs> thing. Because I have four uh-huh. kids, and they go through a lot of peanut butter. And you open it up. There's a thin film of oil on top you just dive in put it on the first sandwich it's fine and never worry about it after that i don't need a mixing attachment i don't need to stir it just go for it it's peanut butter it doesn't need to be so so pr- precious well, so the, the kind we get is uh, it's a it's a regional it's a regional brand it's called teddy t-e-d-d-i-e wow. first of all their website is tremendous Head in I, there now. I highly recommend viewing I highly recommend viewing their website on a on a smaller viewport so you can see what they've done with the hamburger button because Ooh, it's perfect. I love it. Okay. Oh, this is a I love it. Oh yeah. Love this website. This website. That is amazing. It just jacked up my scroll yeah. wheel and I didn't oh, even mind. This is really cool. I love it. Yeah. Teddy. Okay, so tell I me what you love about Teddy that is worth stirring say. every time you need to eat some peanut butter. It is just peanuts and salt. That's it. There's no other ingredients. There's nothing else. It is incredible. It's the best tasting peanut butter I've hmm. ever had in my life. It's fantastic. Teddy. Hold on a second. We're going to. Uh, have recipes as well. Where are the ingredients Teddy, on mine? Peanut butter. Oh, no. Peanut butter. Yours is better. <laughs> mine is roasted peanuts, yeah. sugar, palm oil, and salt. It's just trash. I'm surprised they went with palm oil and not yeah. corn oil. Well, palm oil is a big business, <laughs> especially if you're an Amazonian rainforest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, now I'm ashamed. Oh, I'm I should be now. stirring my peanut yeah, butter. I should be spending about $8 more per <laughs> jar and stirring it. No, it's like four bucks for like a jar. I mean, I don't know if that's too much. Depends on the size bit, of the you know. jar, honestly. Yeah. So do you yeah. feel a little sense of superiority when you crack open your 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 peanut butter and you have to stir it? Yeah. I feel joy, I think is how what I would say. Like it's <laughs> like just, drinking a craft beer um, instead of a Budweiser. What's wrong with Budweiser? Isn't that Czech? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> it's like cracking open <laughs> instead of a Coors Light. I'm feeling attacked. Is Budweiser Czech? Uh, well, that is at least... It's a, very, very American. But very, that is... Budweiser is Czech. No, it's, I've been to the Budweiser yeah, Brewery before in St. Louis, Louis, uh, Louis, Missouri. But there 1876 is, no, in St. Louis, Missouri. Budweiser Brewery. Was it oh, an ongoing series... Oh, Jeff. this is hot news. Ongoing series of trademark disputes between Anheuser-Busch and the Czech company Budweiser... Budvar over the see, use of the name. See, we do have whoa, huge news whoa, dropping whoa, on cheese whoa, and weather. Whoa, whoa, there whoa. you go. I told you it was Czech. Wow. <laughs> Same like the, the car, the Skoda car. It's also the Czech. Anheuser Busch Lager is available in over 80 countries, but is marketed as Bud in areas where Budvar has use of the Budvisor name. This is huge, Susanna. Mm-hmm. Local angle from the Czech re- representative. <laughs> Uh, if only I knew something useful and important, not like which beer is Czech and, you know. Well, apparently not this one, but there is. <laughs> um, Wait a second. Yeah. The, the plot thickens. Plot. The Budweiser from, can you please pronounce this word for me, Susanna? Which one? Uh, hold on. Budějovický Budvar? What is that place name? Budějovice. That's a okay. town. You did a thousand times better explanation of or uh, pronunciation on that. Thank you. So the Czech Budweiser has been called the beer of kings since the 16th century. And then the Americans from St. Louis came uh, and adapted that (laughs) slogan, the king of beers. That's right. Yeah. The king of beers. No wonder they're getting sued. They should lose. Seriously. (laughs) If you go to BudweiserTours.com, you know, if you're curious about touring the, the American Budweiser, they got like a little like fun. helper chat bot in the corner and it says, hi, I'm brew. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is an audio podcast. You yeah. all can't see my face. All right. Yeah, I'm, I've had it. That's enough of this. Too much. Have you seen the, uh, the AI powered chat bots? There was a car dealership using one of these and they're just backing it with chat GPT. Yes. And so you can, uh-huh. you can write some chat GPT prompts into this this thing it'll return like valid python code if you want and it, so basically it can be manipulated the way any chatbot or uh chat gpt client can be i don't think that's what yeah. they had in mind i know because they had they had people doing things like you know getting them getting the chatbot to agree to like selling the vehicle for one dollar or something like that you know announcing those illegally binding agreements. i saw people doing that and i was just like i feel sorry yeah. for this they, dealership. they just wanted to do something right. splashy i'm sure well, I'm sure it's like the boss's mm-hmm. kid or some new hire was like, oh, we can do this. It'll be better. Had to the ruin internet. it. Never, never count the internet out. We will find a way <laughs> to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Ben, I think we probably have to go soon, but we have not yet heard oh, about I've your got weather. weather. Have you had a satisfactory so snowstorm? We're having a satisfactory snowstorm. The school's closed right now. As we speak. My kids just got home from school two hours yeah. early. As we record this podcast, uh, okay. because of a snowstorm, we're finally getting one after basically having no winter yet, which is pretty unheard of in this this part of North America. And most Wisconsinites are basically taking it personally that we haven't had suitably cold mm. weather. We haven't had snow. We had a brown Christmas, which happens rarely. And it's been it was basically like another November. So for a lot of I mean, mm. most of North America has had a weird, weird winter so far, uh, but it was particularly weird for us up here. And finally, we're getting some cold. It's going to be 10 below in a couple of days, which is not something you enjoy, but mm. something you kind of feel like you need to endure to, to really experience a winter. So I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I'll go up for a walk just because I can in the cold and because, you know, it makes you more vigorous and you should endure a little hardship. So you can enjoy the rest of the year. So winter has finally arrived in the Great Lakes region. It's 
it's here. How did your snowstorm turn out? I'm very happy for you, Ben. Did it? Is it all gone? It rained away, uh, melted away. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, depends on where you're at. So, like, my I think we got like six or seven inches, maybe. But like, my wife works on the other side of Hartford, and their area they got definitely more. So, like, they still had yeah. snow left after the rain, but we got up into the fifties. Yeah, uh, Tuesday night, um, and two to four inches of rain and like flooding so and rain. rivers overflowing their banks. Yep. Yep. On top of the snow, um, considering we also had a very wet 2024 in general. So that's all gone. We're supposed to get more rain tomorrow, I think. Or oh, tonight, you're getting the know. cold. Then too. This is good. Snow. Good for you. But then, yep. But then snow, I think snow on Tuesday, yeah, perhaps. 60% maybe? chance. Or they haven't figured that out yet. We are down into the teens at yeah, night. We'll see. Below freezing for the most part. Oh, Finally, it's like winter. God. You should worst. move to California. <laughs> Remember that guy? He was so happy in I, California. Listen, he got us that plane. Oh, like a different man. The stress, a different man, was leaving yes. your body. What stress? Time to go back. What stress? You know what the only problem though is? What's the only problem? Then I'd live in you California, imagine? and I, you know, God, I just couldn't, you know, the wrong time zone, the wrong, <laughs> the food, wrong food, everything. Would just so be far wrong. away from the pizza belt, like a fish out of water. Oh God! Oh God! I know. You can yeah. bring your pizza with you. you can I don't know. You have to make the there. coal-fired ovens. Okay, here's a question yeah. for you. I was trying to explain the idea of coal-fired pizza to someone yeah. recently. Where do you even get coal? Yeah. Like, if you're not a power plant, how do you get coal? And how much coal does a typical... Sure. So, just to rewind for any listeners who weren't familiar, there's a pizza belt. Yeah. It's a thing. And New Haven, mm-hmm. Connecticut, yeah. is maybe yeah. the capital of the pizza belt. Like, I can't speak totally for Dave here. Sure. And their distinguishing feature is they have pizza ovens that are literally fired with coal for reasons who knows but it makes a distinctive Mm -hmm. style of pizza where do you get coal for like a typical restaurant do they go through like i don't know 50 pounds of coal in a weekend is there like a coal supplier where you can get a couple five gallon buckets of coal for your oven or what um you know i really (laughs) wish i had this answer i'm quickly doing some googling here frantically Um, coalwarehouse.com i was gonna say i mean i don't know i think you just go to like you know Western Pennsylvania and you just get it out of the ground? No, I'm not really sure. Like someone's like, got to uh, be supplying yeah. it, right? Like a power plant will get um, a train full of coal. Sure. But what if you want a little? Mm-hmm. Please report back, Dave. You go to a show. So we're going to go to, <laughs> we're gonna go to <laughs> Amazon right now. I'm typing in coal. You're going to get the novelty coal. Not sustainable. Uh, yeah, I've got like some, not definitely some novelty coal for sure. Of course, charcoal. Yeah, that's bri- wood. That's not. You know, briquettes, but that's I, not really the same this thing. Stuff. Yeah, a lot of like lumps of coal, ha, ha, ha. I feel like a typical pizza place is going to go through, like how many five-gallon buckets of coal in a weekend? Maybe three. <clears throat> All right, so I want to introduce everybody to okay. thecoalshop.com. You can get coal by the is bag. shop with a like S-H-O-P-P-E, like old-fashioned? That's right. Oh, no, just S-H-O-P. <laughs> it's not pretentious. Canada's- New York, Canadese. The old cold shop. No. Okay. They are, have a picture of a uh, yep, dump truck right. yeah. on their homepage that it has branded the coal shop, literally dumping out yep. a pile of coal. One of the largest yeah. coal suppliers in New York State. That's right. All available in bulk and go. convenient 40-pound bags. Wow. So people are doing this in like pellet stoves. Yeah. This is the most yeah. New England thing. Where else are you like... <laughs> I feel like I should be dancing a jig when I burn. I mean, my, my house furnace. was built like the furnace that my house came with when I bought my house almost 10 years ago yeah. was originally a coal-fired furnace. And you can see where the they retrofitted around here, it. The old so, ones from the 1800s you know, have coal shoots still. You'll see them in the basement. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, when, we go, when we go into basements to look at houses, we off, you'll see the coal shoot. And yeah. Here we are, 2023. Still getting 40-pound bags of coal. 2024. Yeah. 2024, Ben. I hated 12 days without screwing up. Oh, well. <laughs> a nice <laughs> Cheesy. Oh. <laughs> Ben's tapped out. He's like, that's it. We're done. No more. Oh. All right, everybody. Is that it? I told you I'm done. We, we, we done? I can't do this anymore. Is that it? I think so. Susanna looks like she's about ready. I think Susanna <laughs> needs to go to needs, see. For, mm-hmm. She might need. Some liver mush before yep, bed, but I think right other up. than that, she's no, going to bed. Fluff and if I, if I fluff and nutter. She's thinking about that fluff yeah, and nutter. Yeah, yeah, I need to buy marshmallow fluff. I do have peanut butter. I don't have marshmallow fluff. And I do, don't do have like a white bread. I'll have to put it on my healthy bread. 
But, I don't know, know if I'm going to feel sure worse okay. about the marshmallow fluff or the white bread. I think I'm more, I'm happier eating marshmallow fluff than white bread. I don't, the white bread, it just, I can't. It's You got to like go paper. all in I on can't. this though, Zutana. A whole this loaf. Is, no, no. This is such a great, such a great URL, marshmallowfluff.com. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> you have to put all these things into show notes. <laughs> oh, you can buy the strawberry fluff. Oh. Boy. Oh, look, recipes, things you can do with it. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait for the new podcast sign off. Keep it now. fluffy. That could be our 2024 <laughs> sign off. Oh, I like that. Keep it fluffy. <laughs> I think you should be the one to end this podcast today. If I do that, am down. I signing up for the whole year? Because that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, but like the way we're going, it's probably going to be another right. podcast. Everybody. Be it, so, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm startled. Yeah, this had a real producer look on his face. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut all that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna go for the full season. We're starting right. Let's see if we can do one podcast every month. I think that would be twelve. We can that do that. Do okay, good. Good amount. Okay, right. I think we can do that for sure. Yeah. So you sign up so for 12 episodes, right. man. 12 episodes. I think you'll be fine. Temp number one. Thanks for listening. Keep it fluffy. Dave, <laughs> 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 uh, I want to know your opinions about Dunkin' Donuts next time we record. I'm putting it on my, my list. <laughs> sure yeah i can opine on the dunk yeah it's fine oh just Duncan. we'll save that for next episode dave you don't, you don't need to explain anything to me right now